0: All right, I was, <clears throat> I was telling somebody I actually had prepared two lessons for today. I had one about halfway prepared already and, and spent a little bit of time with it, but I, <clears throat> I decided to flip on that and dig into something that interests me. Um, there are uh, a couple things that I've dug into over time. One was the book of Revelation because it just seemed so peculiar to me, and I, I ended up teaching a, a class on that, I guess, about a year or so ago. Uh, just based on the study results because it uh, I, I found something that in the end of the day made sense to me and when we studied from Matthew 26 when Jesus talked about his coming that was another area of interest because I know that some folks had uh, some folks had decided Jesus wasn't divine because he he blew it on his prophecy and didn't come when he said he was gonna come so we spent some time on that the uh, the thing that I, I, I dug into actually started a couple months ago, but especially over the last week has to do with <clears throat> with a prophecy of Jesus. Um, I think it was uh, referred to as a sign of Jonah, and um, and by the way, I don't I don't think I filled up the whole forty five minutes um, with this lesson, so I might let you out early unless you just have something. Really need to comment on which which would be great because then I wouldn't feel You're so bad. <laughs> well, I I don't know. I uh, I thought maybe uh, if it does if it only goes like 30 minutes or 35 minutes, I might uh, I might tell Eric that the thing I obviously just cut off on me again, <laughs> so I, I can't blame blame me for that. <clears throat> but what interested me had to do with Jesus time. In the tomb because we read different things about that. Then some of the Pharisees and teachers of the law said to him, teacher, we want to see a sign from you. They were saying, come on, prove to us who you are. We want to see a sign. Jesus answered, a wicked and adulterous generation asked for a sign, but none will be given it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. All right. And here's a statement that uh, Jesus made to his disciples after his resurrection. Jesus said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. There's a traditional chronology for the events of Jesus, what, eating Passover supper, his crucifixion, his burial, and his resurrection. And here's, you all tell me, um, is, this, is this what you remember? Uh, Thursday, Jesus eats the Passover meal with his disciples. On Thursday evening, he's arrested. He ends up being shuttled back and forth to different places. Through the night on Thursday, on Friday morning, Jesus crucified. I think it's, what, from 9 till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Jesus hung on the cross and died. On Friday evening, he was buried before 6 o'clock. Remember, for the Judean Judean Jews, at least, um, a day began at sundown and went to sundown the next day. There's some evidence that for Galilean Jews... The day began at sunrise and ended at sunrise the next day. Kind of an interesting thing. I I, I said that's not definitive. I said there's some evidence that some biblical scholars have said that. But on Friday evening before six o'clock he was buried and on Saturday he's in the tomb. Saturday would be what to the Jews? The Sabbath and they had to get him down from the cross and in the tomb prior to the sabbath taking place which would have begun about six o'clock in the evening so that they wouldn't do any work on the sabbath and then sunday morning the resurrection now it's interesting jesus said the sign you'll get the only sign you'll get is the sign of jonah where you'll, uh, the son of man will be in the, in the earth for three days and three nights but as i look at this traditional chronology of jesus i figure out that it's two nights and one and a half days that jesus is in the earth um, Two nights would be, uh, well, if, he, if he's crucified Friday evening, he's buried Friday evening, then he'd be in the tomb Friday night and Saturday night. That's two nights in the tomb. And about a day and a half in the tomb. So I, I wonder, okay, how does that fit with, with what Jesus said? Three days and three nights. And I've looked at different commentaries on it, uh, Haley one of the big commentators I guess it goes back to 1925 when he first wrote this stuff but he had a lot of reprints since then said well that was just a long way of saying three days in the tomb okay Friday Saturday and Sunday so when Jesus said three days and three nights in the tomb that's just a long way of saying it and that's not very satisfying to me uh, that's what I was taught as a kid growing up but intellectually it it, it it seemed wrong to me. It didn't seem very satisfying. So I wanted to dig into that a little bit deeper. <clears throat> there are some, some interesting things around that. Well, and I say, why is why is this timetable assumed? Well, let's look at Mark 15, verse 42. It was preparation day. That is the day before the Sabbath. Preparation day is another name for what? Passover. Why would they call Passover Preparation Day. Well Israel was preparing to leave. That's right. They were this is what you're gonna do today and tonight, because tomorrow you're gonna leave. So preparation day is referred to as Passover. It was preparation day, that is the day before the Sabbath, okay? So as evening approached, this is to get things done before the Sabbath. Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the council who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate was surprised to hear that he was already dead, summoning the centurion. He asked him if Jesus had already died. When he learned from the centurion that this was so, he gave the body to Jesus. So... Why do we assume the, time, the, the, the traditional chronology? Well, this was before the Sabbath, Sabbath on Saturday, so this must have taken place on Friday, then Saturday, and we know from Scripture that Jesus, well, we know from Scripture that the women went to see Jesus on the first day of the week, and he had already risen. So he would already risen by Sunday morning. So that's where we get that traditional chronology. Well, here's a little bit of information. Passover, which is, pre- which is Preparation Day, is always on 14 Nisan on the Jewish calendar. Nisan was the first month of the Jewish year, and Passover always fell on the 14th day of Nisan. And most have assumed that Jesus' crucifixion took place on either 30 or 33 AD, because these are the only two years in the general time period of Jesus death where the day of preparation 14 Nisan fell on a Friday so for both of those years it fell on a Friday and that that fits with uh, Passover that we we read about and so that's where that traditional thinking comes from here's what's generally gone unrecognized though in that especially among Protestant churches the first day after Passover 15 Nisan is a feast day or a high day beginning on the feast of it's the beginning day of a seven-day feast of unleavened bread Uh, as it is considered to be a sabbath regardless of the day it falls on so passover always falls on 14 nisan but 15 nisan is always a high day when no work can be done in numbers 28 we read on the 14th day of the first month The Lord's Passover is to be held on the 15th day of the month. There is to be a festival for seven days. Eat bread made without yeast. That's the Feast of Unleavened Bread. On the first day, hold a sacred assembly and do no regular work. So what, what you find is Passover is always on the 14th of Nisan, but the 15th is always considered to be a Sabbath, regardless of the day of the week. it it falls on so put together okay and then also let's add to it the gospel of John makes it clear that the Sabbath after the crucifixion was not a regular Sabbath it was a feast day Sabbath marking the beginning of the Feast of Unleavened Bread from John 19 Verse 31, now it was the day of preparation and the next day was to be a special Sabbath because the Jewish leaders did not want the bodies left on the crosses during the Sabbath. They asked Pilate to have the legs broken and the bodies taken down. So what we learn from scripture is, well, uh, after the crucifixion, there was a special Sabbath, uh, a high day. So, I put together kind of a complicated little little thing here, to, frankly, to get it straight in my own mind. And above the line, I've got the days of Nisan during a week. And here's what I say, if Jesus was crucified in A.D. 31, not A.D. 30 or A.D. 33, but if he was crucified in A.D. 31, there's the months, there are the days of Nisan, uh, and I've, I've put the days in April from our calendar that matched that. And what, what you would see is if he was crucified in AD 31, we would have had a Passover, would have been on 14 Nisan on Wednesday, a special Sabbath would have been on the 15th, the day, Nisan 15th or April 26th, and the following would have been Friday, then what, on Saturday, a Sabbath, so, so here's the, here's the timeline that, that some have worked out, and, and we'll look at that, that date of 30, A.D. 31 again. But if he was crucified <clears throat> in 31 A.D., then Jesus' Last Supper after his arrest could have been on Tuesday, the evening before either the evening of Passover or before Passover, and that's where you get into the, maybe the Judeans and Galileans looked at at their days a little bit differently. But Passover on Wednesday, (coughs) with Jesus' crucifixion and burial taking place on Wednesday, (coughs) but his body being taken down before the high feast day, the special Sabbath on Thursday, then Friday was a normal day, and then Saturday we have another Sabbath, and then sometime, probably Saturday night, but maybe early Sunday morning, a resurrection. Scripture doesn't say he was raised on the first day of the week. It says that the ladies went to the tomb on the first day of the week. But if we have this kind of a timetable, this kind of a calendar, well, let's let's look at the days and nights that Jesus would have been in the tomb if he was crucified, if he was buried on Wednesday evening, well then on, well here, I think I have it on the next slide I'll lay it out, and uh, then we can come back to it. If Jesus was crucified in 31 AD, he would have been crucified on a Wednesday and buried that evening before the high feast day Sabbath began. His body would have remained in the tomb for three days, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Let's see. Crucifixion and burial. Three days. So he would have been in the tomb Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And three nights. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Just as he predicted. Let's see. Crucifixion burial here. So three nights it would have been Wednesday night, Thursday night, and Friday night. With the resurrection sometime Saturday. That would mean that his resurrection would have taken place on Saturday evening, April 28th, to a Jew that would place Jesus' resurrection on Sunday, the first day of the week, because the Jewish day begins at sundown. So a little bit different way of looking at it, but I think in looking at it in the past, we've kind of missed out on uh, there can be two Sabbaths, depending on when 14 Nisan, actually when 15 Nisan falls. Well, and here was a crucial clue, I think, for two Sabbaths we see. uh, Different readings of what took place in Mark uh, and and Luke. uh, When the Sabbath was over in Mark 16.1, when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go anoint Jesus' body. So when the Sabbath was over, they went and bought spices. And Luke talks about it. Then they, the same three, went home and prepared spices and perfumes, but they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. Okay, so you have one writer saying uh, they, uh, when the Sabbath was over, they went and got spices. But Then the other writer says, well, they, they, they prepared the spices, but then they rested on the Sabbath before going to the tomb. Well, how can that be? It's either a contradiction... To me, maybe okay, different writers saw different ways. So that proves that it's valuable testimony because no two people see the same thing the same way. They kind of contradictory. Or if you have a Sabbath on Thursday and Saturday, as as postulated up there at AD 31, they would have had, after resting on the high day Sabbath or Thursday, the ladies bought the spices on Friday. And then they rested on the regular weekly Sabbath on Saturday before proceeding to the tomb on Sunday morning. So what I'm suggesting is that, yeah, after the crucifixion, um, after the Sabbath they bought spices. Oh, I'm sorry, you can't see my finger. After the crucifixion, rested on the Sabbath and then went and bought spices. And uh, they also, well, they bought spices, but then they rested on the Sabbath before going to the tomb on Sunday. So with two Sabbaths a couple days apart there, uh, there isn't a contradiction. Just different writers writing about it different ways, but there's no contradiction. So I think that's an interesting uh, uh, potential evidence, that, a, a clue, in essence, that there, that there actually were two Sabbaths. And there's further evidence of an AD 31 crucifixion. Put it this way, in his writings, Josephus, the first century Jewish historian, states that the last Jubilee that was celebrated in the land before the Roman conquest in AD 70 began in the fall of 27 AD. Josephus said the last Jubilee was fall 27 AD. Who, Who can describe for me the the Year of Jubilee, what that's all about. For a Jew, what was it what was the year of Jubilee all about? I remember correctly, that was when all debts were to be canceled. we uh, weren't supposed to till the ground, let it rest. Yeah, they they actually called it a Sabbath year. Um, in fact the, the Jews, it's kind of interesting. By the way, they haven't celebrated Sabbath since. Excuse me, they haven't celebrated r- r- really Jubilee since that time. If the last time they celebrated was in 27 A.D., um, one of the things they consider necessary to celebrate Sabbath is the Jews all have to live in the land. In fact, you're supposed to live in the area that was appointed to you each tribe uh, back when Moses was involved. So that's when the year of Jubilee was established. Who remembers how far apart the Jubilee years were? Seven years. Pardon? I think seven years. That no, was more than that, actually. Yeah. 50 or 40? Well, it was 49 or 50. Uh, I, I believe it was in the 50th year that they would have a Jubilee year. And the Jubilee year, you're right, you don't, you don't plant any crops. That would be work you're supposed to save up during the years before that so that you don't have to carry out crops, you don't have to work. All debts were canceled. In fact, for the, uh, for the Jew in that time, they actually never even bought and sold property because in the Jubilee year, the property needed to go back to the original owner um, who was God. So I'm not, I don't even own this to sell it to you. I don't even own this plot of land to sell it to you. I have it, I'm, I'm here because God gave it to us. But, so they didn't sell property. Now what they would do, they would lease it. I, don't, I can lease it to you. Because at the end of 50 years, it comes back to me. So, as the time got closer and closer to the year jubilee, what do you think the lease did on that land? It it grew less and less. It grew less and less valuable. If if, if I'm leasing it to you for 50 years, you're going to pay me a lot of money over 50 years for this plot of land. If there's only two years left, you're not going to pay me a lot because in two years it comes back to me anyway. So, they they had interesting notions about land. Debts were canceled. Slaves were set free. Generally, slaves were slaves because of debt, not entirely. But they couldn't even sell land. They, what we would call fee simple, they would they would do it as a lease, because in their mind it's not mine to sell to you anyway. That God it belongs to God, and God let me have it. But uh, in 50 years it comes back to me. The lease is ended. Doesn't mean I can't lease it to you again, but the lease is ended after 50 years. So don't think you. Don't think uh, 10 years before a Jubilee you can wrap it up for 20 years, you can't. You can wrap it up for 10 and then we'll talk about the next 10 uh, after the year of Jubilee when it naturally comes back to me. So that's, that's for the Jew what would have been the year of Jubilee, which I believe, based on what Josephus wrote, the last time the year of Jubilee was celebrated was 27 AD. 27 AD, at least that's what Josephus wrote from Luke 4. Jesus initiated his ministry, we read about. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue as was his custom. He stood up to read and the scrolls of the prophet Isaiah were was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, "The spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor." He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Uh, The year of the Lord's favor was a phrase used to describe the year of jubilee. So that was, so what Jesus was saying was the spirit of the Lord is on him. He's been anointed to do this and to, among other things, to proclaim the year of jubilee. There's a common agreement that Jesus' ministry lasted three and a half years. All right. Uh, Josephus said the last jubilee that took place began in the fall of 27 AD. If Jesus made this proclamation in the fall of 27 AD, his death would have taken place three and a half years later in the spring of 31 AD, in which the Passover week had two Sabbaths. So um, if Jesus was talking about this is the year of jubilee, then that would fit. If he's saying, well, the year of jubilee is the year I die, um, it wouldn't fit. But, and some people argue, no, he's talking about the year he's, he's, he, he died. Others argue, no, he's proclaiming the good news now, the year of jubilee. So um, that seems to me, and it, uh, frankly, it's, seems to me to fit a little bit better the latter one so it seems to me that's further evidence that maybe Jesus was crucified in 31 AD not 30 or 33 but 31 AD when there would have been multiple Sabbaths a as Scripture indicates in the book of John there was a special Sabbath that year and then the timing all fits and the Jesus being in the tomb for three days and three nights fits instead of the two nights and and one-and-a-half days. As I said, I've looked at a couple different commentaries on it. The other ones all say, yeah, well, in fact, Haley's even said, no, it's just a long long way of saying uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday when he said three days and three nights. I never bought that because I thought Jesus was a little bit more exact than that. And he could have said any number of things if he was just going to be in the ground for a day and a half. So, Take a shot at me on that. I think there's a seventy percent chance that what I got there is correct. There's a thirty percent chance I don't know what I'm talking about. Any any other any thoughts on that? It's very interesting. I don't know. Did 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 those things ever bother you like they? used to bother me a little bit. So I think I've got Revelation, Matthew 26, and three days and three nights in the tomb figured out. I'll go on my quest for other ones. Angie and I talked about it last night. What else? What else bothers you? But, uh, yeah, it holds together pretty well. Mm-hmm. Well, um, this it's kind of like when I looked at Revelation. I looked at a lot of different interpretations, a lot of different things. And I settled on the ones that made sense to me. And on Matthew 26, I settled on this is what makes sense to me and fits with the rest of Scripture. And this one makes sense to me and fits with, with what I believe uh, Jesus said. So, Like I said, 70%, maybe 75 <laughs> All right. Well, I hope I dazzled you today, just a minute.